0: This is Comedy on Edge, the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. For more information and back episodes, visit ComedyOnEdge.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Dave, hit the music. Comedy on Edge, the podcast. We're here at Edge's new HQ, the library. Joining me today on the techie dials is producer Dave. Dave, how are you?
1: Good, how you going?
0: I'm pretty good, pretty good. And we have a guest. It's his first time on the podcast. I emceed his wedding recently, Drew Bowie. How are you?
2: I'm good, Mark. How are you, soft today?
0: I can't complain. I can't complain. I'm st-
2: still recovering from your wedding, which is, what, a month ago? It huh? was pretty epic. I'm still recovering myself. Honey- the honeymoon, I have to say, is over, though. Uh, we got back last Friday. Uh, the honeymoon's over,
0: and now all we've got to do is the court cases from the That's reception. It. So that was good. We've got a very special guest. He's a former all-star. He, he's currently touring around the country in Paul Sings. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul McDermott, how are you? I'm
3: very well, Mark.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on down. Now, you just got back from Tasmania? We're in Tasmania
3: yesterday. We're, we're going to be doing the Festival of Voices in Tasmania uh, with, I think, the Paul Sings show. So we were just down there doing a bit of a spruik for the good people of now, the Festival of Voices.
0: correct me for my I grew up in Tasmania, and did you not s- start a riot there in the 80s? We may have. <laughs> I, I, I just remember, was, like, was your name... It freakily high in the 80s, so
3: <laughs> can't remember a lot of it. Where was the riot in Hobart?
0: I think in Hobart. There was it's just a legend when Paul McDermott's mentioned the Dugs. There was a riot or something happened at one of the Hobart gigs. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's a bit, uh, it's a bit, uh, a lot of stuff happened over a lot of years, you know, some of it uh, exciting, some of it detrimental to people, um, a lot of it very funny, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm often hard uh, pressed to remember the exact <laughs> moments. Certainly I remember riots in Montreal. In Montreal? Yeah, and in Edinburgh, where we took people out of venues and, and uh, really had a bit of fun with them, and the Melbourne Comedy Festival as well. We took people out once at, uh, was, uh, at the Athenaeum and I, I, the audience was, I think, a fairly small audience. But we took people outside. It was a glorious night. It just rained and lights were hitting that beautiful sort of uh, reflective sort of aspect on the roads and so on. And we noticed um, there was a car upturned in a pond. That became fascinating. Someone had just <laughs> driven their car into <laughs> into, a little, uh, to a, into a pond with an ornament. I think they'd abandoned it there, so that was, that was a big highlight for us.
0: That was a highlight by us, of course, talking about the Doug Anthony All-Stars. Now, mm. you guys started out in Canberra busking. Yeah. Yeah, and then from there, you pretty much, you took it from the streets to pretty much the penthouse, you know. Yeah, we never, we never lost touch with the streets, though. We were still doing street work,
3: <laughs> you know, right towards the end, which was yeah. always good. We'd always go out and do a bit of a busk. It was always enjoyable to do that.
0: Now is it true that you sort of joined you, you started out getting into music you were in a band originally just to get some extra money for art school
3: am I I was in the all stars to get some extra money extra money for art, art f- i 'd been in a, another little performance group we were doing very abstract art oriented sort of uh, performances, and I needed money for my final year at art school i 'd always drawn on little scraps of paper that i 'd stolen from various places, but in my, in my final year, I thought I should actually do something a bit more sort of monumental. I was into Mexican monumental work at the time and um, I just wanted to do something a bit more indelible. So I needed some money to do that. So that's why I joined the All Stars.
0: Uh, Did you ever envision that, you know, it would sort of be the main or the launching pad for what, like the All Stars, because you guys were massive, like TV here in London, wards at Edinburgh.
3: yeah. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look at us all together in a basement. In a basement. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, what does it get you? Um, yes, there were good times.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of the, uh, Mark mentioned earlier some of the incidents that may or may not have happened by the sounds of it in, in Tasmania. <laughs> uh, but one story I did hear from the uh, the All Stars days is that uh, I think it was Tim pointing out to the audience to a heckler and yelling, "Everyone, get that guy." And they did. Is is there oh. any truth to this one?
3: Yeah, there may be. I mean it, sometimes people got after geeks. We'd hear about it later, you know. I dunno, they were we were all very we were very silly in those days. Sometimes didn't realise the power that we were wielding.
2: <laughs> Nowadays they just all whine about it on Twitter afterwards instead. Oh man,
3: the the world you're creating, you kids, is just is super sick. I mean, in an ill way. It's not it's not a good world. I mean, the privacy was the big thing that people thought they would lose in the 80s with the internet and that's something everyone's given away. Lock, mm. stock and barrel. I mean, I lived in the secret worlds. That's where I was an invisible man. I liked inhabiting that that world of deceit and <laughs> and charlatans, <laughs> darkness. Don't know how anyone gets away with it anymore. I mean, you can't, you can't go into a, a venue without being... Snapped by half a dozen people of having every movement recorded of people being able to map out your path through a festival by by looking at the at the tweets that are coming up it 's um it's a sickness, I tell you <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think uh, Patton Oswald uh, complained about that. he was in uh, trying to work on some material yeah. you know you go to like open mic rooms and you 're like thrashing out ideas yeah. and it's oh, and then it 's like up on YouTube the next day and it 's like oh but that 's not finished that 's not ready yet you know it 's like it's a work in progress, you know. I'd, I'd much rather people not see the work in progress, but
3: what can you do well, about this, it? This show, our, the Paul Singh show that we've been doing around the country, we did it uh, one night in the in the Spiegel tent, the beautiful Spiegel tent mm-hmm. in Melbourne. The first ever show. We'd only had three days of rehearsal with the band to get it all tight, and this is like an hour, was an hour and a half show. It's a lot of material, and um, and some one in the audience had it on the iPhone, and I think when I got up the next morning, it was on. Wow! It was on the, you know, it was on YouTube, going out to the world, and that's like, well, give us a bit of time to shape it and get the emery <laughs> cloth on it, and, you know, get some of the burrs down, and you know, just make it, make it tight and, and good, because it does take a while, mm. especially when you're talking about an ensemble piece, mm. even an in, individual to get up there and do something. You do need a little bit of time to shape that and make it good. You can't just do it all in front of your bedroom mirror.
2: <laughs> so, so how do you uh, control that if you can? How, how do you separate? Uh, Paul, personal life, husband and father with Paul, entertainer. Is that possible with social media now? Do you find? I, I know you recently uh, started Twitter. Is that right?
3: Wow, that's freaky! What a freaky question that is. Who are you <laughs> <laughs> I think got a little bit current affair on my ass. It sounds like you so did so it's some be light l- and fluffy yeah. Husband, father, <laughs> procreator. I think you actually did some fornicator. homework for a change. How does the fornication go with having a missus? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we've learned. Uh, the saucy underbelly of society. <laughs> I, you don't. I don't mm-hmm. think. I think that's the, that's the new world. That's the world we inhabit now. That, um, you know there are no mm-hmm. secrets. You have your history uh, up on Facebook. If you don't ad- admit to having liaisons mm-hmm. with people, they get up. You know, <laughs> they'll, they'll put it on there. bloody Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll get caught. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a vast net that we're all entangled in. You can't
0: escape it. Well, I remember you, you're you're only relatively new to Twitter because a couple of months before you came onto Twitter, there was someone pretending to be you, and they tweeted, "Good News Week is coming back." And well,
3: I had to stop that fellow or yeah. girl.
0: Well, or I because I fell for that because I saw the tweet and I immediately emailed Ian Simmons, the head writer. And I'm like, "Hey, mate, is it true? It's coming back. Great mm. news! If it is, any chance of a writing job?" And I got back, "No, it's not true. Show us the account." And yeah. Yeah. I'm not of... surprised you fell for that,
2: Mark. Well well it was a picture of you. I think it even had the ver- Twitter verified tick and it had just the right wording. There was this glimmer of hope.
3: He stole my he stole my face, he stole my head. Um, <laughs> and I didn't really mind while it was while it was just sort of silly and jovial, but when he started saying that I was appearing at I think mental health awareness week uh, functions at shopping malls, it just became a bit I think it became a bit sort of uh Step wrong. too far? Yeah, a step mm. too far. Because you know if people were turning up there to, to to aid a you know good cause, expecting to see me, and I wasn't turning up. It just was a it was just a bit annoying, really. So I contacted him and asked him to cease and desist, and he got upset with me. Oh, really? Yeah. Before he slithered back under a fucking rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's now running a. I oh, know Tim's on. Maybe he's running a parody Richard. No, I think he's Lindsay Lohan now. So oh, Lindsay sort of, Lohan. Yeah, yeah. So she needs all the help she can get. She won't get. complain. So did it just? was it just a couple of uh, texts and emails,
1: or did you have to kind of go to a next level? Like oh, Morris? no, I just,
3: I just uh, followed him and basically said, uh-huh. come on, fella. <laughs>
1: well, it's good. At least he backed off But with then that. he
3: maybe didn't know that I wasn't who I thought I was. <laughs> I could have been someone else <laughs> pretending to be me, pretending to have a go at him. So it's, you know, it's, man, well, I think it when gets you... confusing. <laughs>
0: When you, first, of despair. when you first tweeted, I actually said... I didn't think believe it was you. I thought, I've fallen for it once. And I was like, this isn't the real poll. And then someone said, well, actually it is.
3: Yeah, I'm not surprised you fell for it again.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. I, <laughs> no, I didn't fall for it. That was the problem. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was too smart that he looked silly this time.
3: I'm not much of a tweeter, I must confess. I, I do it uh, very infrequently. I don't feel I have a lot to offer most of the time.
2: You think everybody else
1: does?
3: No, I, I think most <laughs> of it is... Uh, is a crock. But occasionally you stumble <laughs> across Wonder. You know, that's the yeah. you know, you're panning for gold, really. Mm.
1: There's some guy he uh panning
3: for gold at the top of pine trees. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's some guy he uh it was like some climate uh, expert who put out a report and Obama retweeted him mm. and the next day he got like thirty one million followers. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's so great. he's
0: saying we all should tweet Obama and hope well, that we yeah, get the yeah.
3: retweet. Hopefully it'll come good for someone. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the thing. After the All-Stars, Good News Week, which had a pretty pretty long run, sort of. Yeah, did you ever – like, cause when you started hosting Good News Week, you had the long dreads and you weren't – there was a bit of kerfuffle over?
3: Oh, no, no. I I, I still had some leftover dreads from, um, from the All-Stars, but they were pretty manky, horrible things. I didn't know how to take care of them. And the sand that had accumulated in my hair from various sort of like, uh, you know, uh, pristine developing country environments just – clogged up my it was not a good there could have been animals in my hair, <laughs> insects, mites, all sorts of things. When I when I cut the dreads off I could actually see the sedimentary layers of <laughs> sand through them. It was disturbing. Well I thought I'd I'd get the locks shorn before I did GNW. But Ted Robinson, who was the uh, the E P and um, he would actually spent a long time convincing the ABC that they should have someone in that seat, the host. Mm. Being, you know a dreadlocked idiot uh, <laughs> so it spent a lot it's spent a lot of uh, of his hot air wasted it basically trying to convince the board there that I was a good choice even though my hair was a bit sort of mad uh, plague like mm-hmm.
0: so. and on good news but who was so, who were some of the guests that sort of stick in your mind as sort of yeah real some of your favorite guests like as moderator you sort of yeah you kept him in line and
3: I can't remember really anyone <laughs> 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 on the show, uh, did it for a long time. There were a lot of yeah. faces there, but they just sort of blur. Yeah, into, I remember that Mikey Robbins was on. He was one of the team captains, I think. Wasn't he for a while? I think
0: he might have been. Yeah, yeah. 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 He used to. Dress Mikey up. Robbins was there. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: definitely remember him. Yeah. And Julia Mcrosson, I remember her, and sure. uh, Claire Hooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I <laughs> who else was on it. Um, Will Anderson was always, you know, he was, mm. he was always great from, from day one. I mean, there were so many people. Uh, of, of the Australians, I suppose, you know, Rove was just, uh, as soon as he came on, it was like, well, you know, that, that boy's got something very special about him. Um, Adam Hills, of course. Uh, Adam Spencer. I mean, there's so, so many people. Um, Cal Wilson, God almighty, Cal Wilson was always extraordinary on the show. Mm. Absolutely extraordinary. Um, yeah, the, the best thing I, I thought about uh, GNW, one of the best things, was that it was a, a sensational place for people to learn their craft, really, hmm. display themselves to a, a sort of a wide audience in Australia um, and, um, and get their, their teeth and their face on, on
0: television. Yeah. Well, we gave me myself and Drew our first exposure, like doing the intern, doing a bit of writing hmm. and also acting as a stand-in. Yeah, yeah, we used yeah. to spend some time with you on a Saturday morning. Mm. You terrified Drew the first day he rocked up. Do you remember? Do you want to tell oh. Him that? Yeah. Oh, I, oh. I,
2: I, picked, I spoke out of turn, oh. if I remember correctly, and uh, it was my first meeting with Paul. I had a very bad hangover. I oh. uh. could
3: smell, you smell the, yeah. the sake in your breath. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that was uh, an interesting. Showed,
3: I thought it showed disrespect. I thought coming there. <laughs> Dressed and smelling like a wino it just show disrespect for the art and the craft, the time we'd spent creating that show.
2: Well, in, in my defence, I did get home about 8 o'clock that morning as, uh, as Matt was leaving a, trying to phone me. It's not a very no, good defence, though. It's not no. it's an excuse. It's not it's a defence.
0: It's sort of more highlighting the problem, really. No. He didn't actually... Have that, that morning, I think I got a call from Dave Bluestein saying, we need an, another extra, and I grabbed my flatmate, who was Drew at the time, and
2: <laughs> said... As he's trying to phone me, I'm coming in the front door and saying, get dressed, we've got to go down to the ABC. Wait, why?
3: It must be said that I was ruthlessly cruel to anyone that was on those teams. I didn't want to be there myself. And, uh, well, it yeah. was, yeah, it was
0: for you. It was, I think we'd start rehearsals at 9 o'clock and the show would pretty much, it was, it was a long day for you guys. It was a long day,
3: yeah, it was a long day.
2: It, especially if Arkmal was uh, filming that day, oh. it turned into a long one.
3: If he, yeah, if he was on the show that night, it would certainly turn into a long one. But no, I was n- I was never very charitable at those uh, at those uh, <laughs> at those run-throughs at those rehearsals. Just because I just wanted to get through the material, I didn't need people to be funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we weren't, so we didn't.
3: <laughs> and the few the moments you were allowed to be funny, which was the generally the mime work or the or going up front, mm-hmm. for some reason no one came to the party. No was... one no one drew the sword and. Killed the dragon at that point. That's because he'd
2: instilled in us a dreaded sense of fear, Paul.
3: I encourage you at that point. For God's sake, <laughs> I would say, say something funny. Now's your moment. Now. Oh, there it goes. Gone. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Sit back down. Shut up. Next fella.
2: An absolute pressure-free work environment.
0: <laughs> well, should we... Sh- <laughs> That's true. Should we maybe put you, like, over the years with the couch? You put a lot of people on the couch. You put them under the thumb. Do you want to do a bit of word association? If you want to do that with me, you can do oh, it. Sweet. Well, I've got, I've got. I've done my extensive research. Not very good at playing games. <laughs> That's why the host. Uh, well, well, the first word I've got: cherries. <laughs> Cherry? Any? Bomb? Bomb? <laughs> no, I, I heard that there's. Um, you, aren't you allergic to them?
3: No. 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 Love cherries. Cherry ripes. Cherry Ripe I don't like, particularly, ah. but I love cherries. Ah, well, get off m- on, I get off on cherries. <laughs> you don't get off <laughs> I like getting the first box of the season. <laughs> Tasmania.
0: I got some good cherries down in Tasmania. Go down yeah. there get the first box. You've been plus going off his Wikipedia profile. That's a pretty profile. penny, that first box.
1: Did you get that off his Wikipedia profile, is it?
0: No, a friend, of mine, like, a friend of mine, a very close friend said, oh, Paul's allergic to cherries. Ask him about oh. cherries. And and there's a lot he of myths about it. me. There's a lot yeah. of myths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of myths, a lot of myths. A lot of so how many did you just start yourself?
3: Oh, I started a fair number with the All Stars. We all started. Uh, <laughs> we started lying pretty early with the All Stars, um, but you still see things come up. <laughs> I, I, I was the one that started writing the uh, the comedy supergroup Gud, and it gets quoted back to me all the time. Comedy supergroup. <laughs> <That's, laughs> I find that hilarious. Or you know, uh. the term hardcore cabaret about something I did once years ago, and that gets quoted back to me now. It was the first hardcore cabaret. It's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Something, like, something had to balls up that namby pamby word cabaret?
0: <laughs> do you think with like with the All Stars, if they had a launch now with Twitter and social media, do you think you guys would have had the same impact, or would it? Well, two of us were incredibly handsome,
3: <laughs> so and that it can overcome a lot of problems. <laughs> the evil aspect of the All Stars, which was um, which was pretty, it was pretty significant. Um, I, I think we could have easily been brought undone if we, were, if we were in the world of social media now, just because some of the things we did were pretty appalling, um, especially to people in the audience. <laughs> and sometimes they're willing um, yeah. participants in these games and charades and shenanigans. And some of these games and charades and shenanigans and, and things happened, um, you know, after the show. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's hard to say. I, I think we would have been in strife.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, do, you, do you still keep in contact with the other guys, Richard and Tim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, th- you know, we would do silly things like because at one stage we had all the when, when we did the television, we started getting a very young uh, audience watching us, and they were they were they were primarily sort of women, uh, girls, and and I suppose to counter this, we started doing these really sort of sort of bizarre shenanigans. Um, <laughs> 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 I can't even describe half of them, but they would definitely be things that would get you into strife Mm -hmm. with the Festival of Light.
0: You 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 never got any... You never got lawsuits thrown at you? Like, no-one ever threatened? Or was it... Just was a different time? No, a
3: different time, yeah, different time. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Of the countries you took, the Doug Anthony All-Stars, which which, uh, audiences, which, which countries were more reactive as an audience, do you think?
3: Oh, they were all pretty... All audiences were pretty reactive, and you learnt which buttons to sort of push, or yeah. you know, uh, the the pieces to do. The we always loved Scotland, though. I mean, Edinburgh was something very yeah. special for us, and we really found um, a very receptive and a very appreciative audience in Scotland. So, um, and loved going to the the Edinburgh Festival. Right. And then we toured the you know the counties all over England mm. for a couple of years as well. Um, pretty extensive tours. So, uh, every, yeah, everywhere we went was that was pretty um, pretty positive reaction to the show.
0: What sort of how big crowds were you playing to in Edinburgh? Like sort of at the um, uh, the peak. At the peak, yeah.
3: oh thousands! I mean thousands yeah. in a night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know where all the money went. <laughs> but, but early days, there was a. I mean, there was a lot of there a lot of people coming. Um, but then we started. You know, when we went to Edinburgh, we we had booked ourselves into the last week, or well, Richard had done it on our behalf, because our manager at the time, a woman, had um, had fallen apart completely, uh, lied to us that she was taking us over. We'd said after the Adelaide Festival that we want to go to Edinburgh, and she went, sure, she'd take us. And then about uh, three months or something, or two months before Edinburgh, she had a breakdown and said that she had done nothing because it was a big world out there, and you don't... You know, you just get eaten up, and you'll disappear, and why would you want to go overseas? and Why would you do that? Um, so... Uh, Sounds like the Truman Show. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was like we'd just been lied to. And so so Richard then got on the phone um, and called up Christopher at the Pleasance and um, and spoke to him, and he just happened to have a 12 o'clock slot um, at the Pleasance in the last week. And we thought, oh, stuff, we'll take that, and we'll go over there anyway, and we'll see what we can do because we're busking, and we'll just try and make money. We didn't have anywhere to stay. We put out the guitar case on the mound and and three different people put their addresses in it to, so we could call them and stay with them and then uh, ran into someone who knew a friend back in Canberra and we managed to stay on their floor for one night. And the first gigs we did uh, in the first week were at 12 o'clock at the Pleasants uh, in the cabaret room because uh, a group had dropped out. So um, so we managed to get that week and we started with an audience of just the techies and the next day we had you know 20 people and the next day we had uh 100 and the next day we had 250 and boom by the end of that week we'd we basically um you know we, was, we sold out that venue and um then we had nothing for the second week and then someone else dropped out at four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> with Pleasant so suddenly we had another mm-hmm. gig and we started once again with the techies and then you know it's just it was incredible time yeah. and then by the last week the the whole our whole that whole week was sold out so it was it was it was pretty phenomenal. Um, but you know, when you're young and you're adventurous and you'll do anything, and we were working like three or four shows a day, busking on the mound, going anywhere that where people where we could stand up and sing and do our stuff. So it was, um, yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, like sort of, yeah, like it's almost the thing, like like what you guys did, like the Edinburgh Festival was the biggest festival in the world, and like other Australians, like Brent, in the world, in the,
3: wor- <laughs> in the whole wide world, we were gods. <laughs>
0: Well, yourself and like Brent, because you guys were nominated for best in the fest as well. And Brendan Burns has won it. This is sort of the re- it doesn't get the recognition that sort of like we
3: didn't win it because they thought we were Nazis. They thought we were <laughs> that we were fascists. we were told that we had to that when we were taking people outside and doing these this, this stuff with them outside. Mm-hmm. There was it was too much like the Nuremberg rallies. <laughs> could could we make a statement to the oh. to the to the judges, that we weren't fascists. And it's like, well, what a ridiculous thing to say. Well, well it, an absolutely ridiculous thing to say and accuse us of.
2: I don't know, between costumes and Tim's hair, I can see the confusion.
3: Oh, do you? Okay, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yeah, maybe you should be a judge. For that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Drew, Drew's dad was on the panel,
0: he's All of right. Scottish descent. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it,
3: just, it just seemed like bizarre hypersensitivity on the, on the part of someone. Um, or an excuse, I'm not quite sure. But that was that was pretty that was pretty wild as well. Yeah, that's yeah. P- that's pretty. And you realise that most of these things, like judging panels, everything's essentially a political game. And if you're not if you're not on the right team or you're not in the right position, you know you can. And often with those things, the the extremes don't make it. The people that are, you know, steering a pretty safe course. Mm-hmm. That's not to deride anyone that uh, has won <laughs> it. <laughs> I suppose I just did unintentionally.
1: Has it changed you know, in the wake?
3: Yeah, no. You're tired, aren't you are tired not you Oh man, this is
1: tough well, work, not man. Shooting this. this is tough work. <laughs> 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 <Those> <laughs> Face for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think Edinburgh uh, is like that, or has it changed since then? Or
3: oh, everything's changed. That nothing is like what it was. I well, mean, that's one of the beauties of the world. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a more sort of innocent time. It certainly didn't have social media around. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, that's that's a dramatic change to performers and how you sell yourself and so. on. Um, yeah, no, totally, totally different. And this is, these were the last years of that mm. cycle. I mean, the Gilded Balloon has just brought out think think, a, a video of, uh, of their late nights and like a history of the Gilded Balloon. Oh. But it ends, it, it sort of begins in 1992 or 95 or something when they started getting, you know, you could, everyone could buy a cheap video camera and bung it in the roof. <laughs> uh, but everything before that, a lot of our history with Enbridge just doesn't exist because mm. it, it's not on tape. So it's very ephemeral; sort of it's gone. Which, which is both mm. a beautiful thing and a tragic thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. As my first memory of the Dugs was, I used to watch the big gig with my dad. And were you given free reign on, like, did you, like, with the big gig, were you like, okay, you got three to five minutes? Because it just felt like anarchy on TV with you guys <laughs> in a good way. Like it was just, I was rewatching it recently, just going. So, like you don't see that on TV anymore. Everything's like so pre-planned these days. Like you got your three-minute spot. You got to do this. Like to do like the footy I think show. There's
3: a few seconds in Celebrity Splash that aren't planned. <laughs> between between them leaving the the board hitting the, hitting the water. I reckon that's pretty. You know that's right out there. <laughs> Anything
0: could happen. Would you do Celebrity? Sp- I don't think there will be a season two. But oh, if they yeah. they come knocking, I would love it. You'd I love would, it. I'd love it. Which, which one would you take? Which board? Like, I thought... Um, I like that Josh went with... The, Josh Thomas went with the springboard first up mm. and they didn't give him courage points for that. But I thought there's a bit more coordination. You know,
3: I'd love to continue this discussion but I must confess I haven't watched it.
2: <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I haven't seen Celebrity Splash either. Uh, not seen one episode.
3: No, I do love the work of Larry Emder. I think he, he can turn anything into gold. So. I just want to be the, the Dutch
1: company that franchised that and sold it around the world. Oh, it's madness, isn't but it? That's, that's it's, key. Just,
3: it's just got to a point where you're just using people as... You know fodder for humiliation. It's just humiliation fodder.
1: Oh, absolutely. You
3: know, there's a new show apparently from uh, France that's uh, going to be here. Probably have the same sort of production mm-hmm. values, multi-million-dollar sort of investment in it. I think it's called the the slideshow. Have you heard about this one? No, I've not heard of this. I one think no. it involves oh. comedians. Where you have a certain amount of time to make the audience laugh, and if you don't, the entire stage tilts <laughs> and you just roll <laughs> off it.
1: See, I could probably get into that, because we, <laughs> no. we, we, we had a We had a competition in Sydney like that where about 20 or 30 comics, and you have like a lot of time to get a laugh, and you get if you get a laugh within a lot of time, you go to the next round, you don't have to continue, but every round, the time gets shorter, and shorter, and shorter. What was that? That was the thing, it was in uh, Newtown Town Hall, and then you get down to like three seconds, you've got to get a laugh in yep. three seconds. And then it starts getting really, really tight. And people are just oh, pulling. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Pulling. You
3: know, if you could incorporate a Frisbee in that, <laughs> or a ball and you go down on one knee each time, that would be, you could probably, yeah. Yeah, people were mean? just like gurning and pulling faces.
1: <laughs> I think one guy actually dropped his pants. That's, and he got a laugh, you know. Oh,
0: man, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> it's that's sad just, when you get a laugh and you drop your pants. So what, they slide just down off the stage or into a pool of water? You know, I've got to confess, I haven't watched that one either. <laughs> haven't watched that one?
3: <laughs> I was in uh, the Tunnel Club in London when... Uh, Malcolm Hardy used to run it, the great Malcolm Hardy, since uh, since passed away. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a fella there one night. He Malcolm used to get these these young, uh, well, not young all the time, but just these people on There would be fodder for the, you know, because the audience would turn on them, and they would eat them up, which meant the audience had, like, been, you know, satiated, and they they weren't as interested in attacking the real comics. So it was like <laughs> a sacrificial sort of thing, right? Um, but this guy got up there one night. He was a fairly young guy and he was doing this material and the audience were incredibly calm for some reason. I don't know why because they would normally tear people apart. Mm-hmm. And um, they just seemed to be waiting. like They were just like a pack of hyenas just waiting for this, this, this kid to stumble. And he wasn't going well but he hadn't been savaged. And then for the end of his act he, he, un, he unbuttoned his fly or unzipped his fly and dropped his cock out and, um, and he spray painted it blue. <laughs> and he prefaced this with, what gave birth to the blues? And he did that. Right? And there was a bit of silence in the room. And then this 60-year-old woman stood up and went, oh, darling, if I had cocked that small, I wouldn't bother showing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be, that's hard. That's
2: mm.
0: hard. <sighs> hard. That's for sure. And now you guys went, after the big gig, and let, you got Doug Anthony, oh, Das capital! Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is, I think it's just been released on DVD. Yep. Yeah.
3: You see, you saw fit to release it 25 years after it was made. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so there's hope for Die on Your Feet. Greg Fleet's hope, Die on Your uh, Feet hopefully now. Hopefully, will
3: get out. Yeah, hopefully he'll get out. Yeah. die on your feet. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, that was exciting. We, we got together, uh, I got together with Tim and Richard, and we had uh, Flacco, Paul Livingston, and Kim Lamb, who played uh, the newsreader on Das Capital, and we did a bit of a launch at the Town Hall in Melbourne. Yeah. It was great. It was great yeah. fun, and um, there was so much... You know, uh, dizzying love in the room. Mm. It was um, unsettling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was,
0: it was great. Do you ever think the Dugs would come back one more show? One more? I
3: don't, I don't think so. I mean, dear, yeah, no, probably not. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was a moment in time. We all enjoyed mm-hmm. it. We had great fun. Um, certainly, we liked talking about it. There's so many stories. I mean, there's so many ridiculous stories yeah. of the time we were together. It would be great to, to maybe talk about those times yeah. um, and the things that happened. But uh, but not a not an all star show. We can't sort of do that anymore. No, no. I mean, Tim has MS. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's quite um, it's incredibly debilitating, mm. evil disease.
0: Um, yeah. Well, that was sort of yeah. Like that was it was it's only recently that it came out that that was the reason the dougs sort of went because oh, Tim just couldn't do it anymore. Is was well, sort of yeah. Yeah. Well, other yeah. Sure, other, but that was other
3: factors. But it certainly, mm. certainly, that was one of the major contributing reasons but but he at the time you know didn't talk about that yeah. it took him a long time to mm. to actually confront it within himself and be able to you know to, to to tell people about it
0: yeah well I think I I gigged with him in Perth he had the stick and I remember because I knew Tim from TV and I and then I remember gigging with him and he had the stick and I'm, oh I wonder what he must have hurt his leg and then it came out that he had the MS but mm. Yeah, it was never, because he was over there interviewing people. I like how you say the MS as well. The MS. <laughs> Not just it's AMS. AMS. Yeah, the MS. The MS. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like the cancer.
0: The cancer. Oh, the cancer. Oh, you've got
3: the cancer. Oh. you got the grub. Oh, nasty. Get the big C. Mm.
0: The big <laughs> C. He's throwing me there. Yeah, that's a laugh a minute. That's a laugh right isn't it? Oh, <laughs> cancer, we'll, we'll, cancer, AIDS, pedophilia. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. So coming up, you've got a few more show, a few more states to visit with Paul Sings. Oh, we, we're
3: sort of uh, drawing to the end of it. Drawing really. the end. Uh, we started hardcore um, at the Adelaide Fringe, a couple of weeks there, and then uh, in Melbourne and the Sydney Comedy Festival for a couple of nights. So it's been about three months, I suppose. We've been been doing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have another show that we'll be doing for the cabaret festival oh, so in good. Adelaide, uh, which we're very excited about, but all new material oh um, cool. That. so uh, hopefully we'll just keep this 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 band going for a while this group that's mm-hmm. it's been a very
0: pleasant experience
3: doing this this show
0: oh, so and any plans for you know you're you're an artist, I remember sitting next to Good news where you'd be drawing away any plans for an exhibition yeah, fucking, yeah, fucking he's good.
1: What is it, uh, dogs playing poker, th- that type of painting. Oh, not quite. No. no. no,
3: no <laughs> not quite. But it does involve animals. Oh, okay. A lot of megafauna. I like, I like Australian megafauna, and uh, I like making it a little bit cute and a little bit hybrid, hybridised megafauna, it's, uh, and, and uh, dark, very dark palette. Oh, I had an exhibition, the Adelaide Fringe organisers, the people okay. that um, were behind the Adelaide Fringe, uh, the director, Greg and Belinda, um, when they asked me to be the ambassador for mm. 2013, asked if I'd also like to show my paintings, and I was a bit surprised that they, they knew about that. But I had put a website up like uh, earlier in the year, um, in in 2012, in February, um, uh, and they'd seen the website and they liked the work, so they were asking they asked me if I'd like to have an exhibition. Mm. And it was a it was a mixed blessing. It was it was it was great to finally get the work out of my. Uh, basement my squalid sort of painting room but at the same time it was it was it was frightening because I was taking all these things that i, I very precious to me into a hostile environment <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't that wasn't pleasant
2: I understand also that uh you read recently actually that you're but they're very good
3: and if anyone wants to <laughs> look <laughs> me up online what? it's Paul McDermott
0: Dot .com.au, dot we'll you
2: can have a look at some we'll of the paintings. Without a link to the website on know. Oh, yeah, yeah, do yeah. That. The yeah, website, that. The
0: website, the website. Like, I, cause I got an admin job, so I surfed the net a lot. And I, re- <laughs> I was reading and looking at that website. It was great, the story. The, it was oh, great. It was beautiful.
3: Is, did I you... haven't touched it for 12 months. I've got to update
0: it. Well, come on, man. I've <laughs> got, I got four days at work next week to fill. Can you please yeah, you know, get I'll, it up to I'm, date? I'm going to get right on that. Sweet. And tweet us a couple of times, I had a too. Couple
3: of, it was the, like the end of GMW, and I had a couple of, I had a, like a, a couple of weeks. And I always thought I should do a websitey thing, so I, I just I started doing it, and it was it was quite enjoyable. Like for that that three weeks, and I got I got really good at it, <laughs> bunged it up, very happy. Never looked at it again. So, <laughs> so I yeah, I'm, I've got a lot more stories now, and I I've got to put up everything about the exhibition and the images from that, um, and I'll probably have to tell some of the stories that happened. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I read recently you're uh, you're involved in in animation uh, that you're producing. soon. is this news to you as well?
3: No, no, I did no? that years ago. I'd still like to continue doing it, but I had
2: okay. I made two short films um, with
3: assistance from the uh, you know from uh, the FTO and uh, and Screen Australia, um, but they go back a, a while. But both of them opened. Um, in Berlin, competition one in, in the Berlinale, which is a, which is um, which is really good, very enjoyable. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd like to keep doing that, but it takes a long time. It took me five minutes through the first one; it's only fifteen minutes long, so five years rather. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say five minutes, <laughs> so fifteen. Five you're minutes, a magician. Seven minutes, anyway. It was yeah, long. You know, sitting sitting around doing a lot of painting and drawing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, naked on a floor. Um, <laughs> And then putting it in a little box and looking at it in the little box for months on end. <laughs> <laughs> but I was quite proud of I'm still quite proud of both those little films.
0: Yeah. Are they available to see online or
3: mm, yeah, if you go to the website. Website?
0: To, yeah, yeah. com. AU. AU. A.U. Yeah. A-U. Yeah. A-U. Yeah. A-U. So A-U. ladies and gentlemen, check that out. Follow Paul online. Drew, you Well oh, you get you're... my
3: Twitter. I'm not I don't do Twitter much and yeah. I don't regard it you know, <laughs> as an art form. Right? And I, I'm very rarely do I bother to respond. I've spent most of my life trying to avoid the fucking freaks and fans that, you know, <laughs> that basically cluttered my existence. And Twitter seems to be a way that they can get in contact with you personally, yeah. like on a 24-hour-a-day basis. Mm. Anytime, anytime. Anytime, anywhere. I'm still trying to come to terms with that. And I'm sure when I come to terms with it, I'll be far more eloquent on Twitter. And but uh, you can also follow me on t- Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. At what's your... Sad fucking... Is it young Master, or... young Master Paul? Young Master Paul. Young uh, Master Paul. Follow... Uh, you do know you can block people on Twitter too. I would never do that. Never? No. Oh.
3: No. Bring on the trolls.
0: <laughs> Bring on the trolls. So there you go. Bring ch- on the trolls. He's thrown out... Don't
3: the... attack those poor,
0: defenceless women, you mongrels. <laughs> <laughs> so follow me on Twitter. Check out the website. Drew, you're also on Twitter.
2: I am at uh, Drew underscore Bowie.
0: Don't forget the underscore, ladies and gentlemen. You can also follow myself and Dave on Twitter. Check us out. Check it out on comedyonedge.com. It's got a link to all our Twitter addresses. Paul, thank you so much for coming along. It's a pleasure. Thanks thank- for having me, Mark. Oh, anytime. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. And thank you, Dave. And no Dave, hit the music.